NBA Australia, how are you going? Hey, you going? It's NBA Australia. It's Monday, May 2. It's going to be May. That's good. Happy birthday to one of my favourite memes. I'm your host, James Clements, and I've got the cocoa. That's right. A couple of years of dodging it, like King Deli dodging screens, dodging steals, dodging elbows. Uh, finally got me. Don't know how, don't know when. Woke up this morning, felt all right, went for a run, got a bit sniffly, went, oh, jeez, better have a test here. And uh, here we go. Pository. So, yeah, a bit of a cooked Jimmy here, but that's all right. We'll uh, get through today's show. We'll see how we go with the rest of the week. But either way, uh, playoffs. The second round started. The Wolves got booted on the weekend. That was fun. And uh, then today we had two massive road team wins. Joel Embiid's out for at least the first two games against the Heat. Unbelievable. We also got some weekend winners and losers out of all that. We've got the game wraps. We've got uh, That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Bet Alonzo Ball. We've got Dick Out of the Weekend. There's the Nas. There's the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. And there's the Outback Takeouts. We're serving up. A flame girl take. We're going to fly through this because I'm just uh, busherated. So uh, there'll be a brief Andrew Gaze Game Mumble Award and a preview and pick for all of tomorrow's game ones. That's right. The two game ones tomorrow. And we might even do Wednesday just in case... Uh, I'm not up for it tomorrow, so we'll see how we go. All right, and that'll be it. So, second round, though. Exciting times, even if I feel a bit cooked. All right, let's get into it. Episode 807 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. Oh, the Coco attack if you're old mate Jim. <laughs> Shattered. I had tickets to go see uh, the United Jack Jumpers Game 3. The NBL Sammies was excited, all pumped. And then the Positori. Can you believe that? What a world. It's all right. I'll be watching it on the iPad at home, isolated in the spare room. <laughs> Larry Hummer Studios is where I live now. Amazing. Uh, right, let's get into today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Street with the daily whip around. That's right, Joel Embiid. Won't travel for games one and two in Miami because he's got a fractured fucking orbital socket. That is crazy. He's got to get past concussion protocols and he's got to see a doctor midweek with his orbital fracture. And I've uh, got a feeling we might see a bit of a uh, masked Embiid again. How good was that? Do you remember when he was wearing that sick mask? Looking like back- Batman? Let's do it. I'm on board. Uh, the craziest part is it's going to pop up again later in the old uh, weekend winners and losers. But I don't know. Maybe you don't have your franchise center in the game. <laughs> up 29 with four minutes to go. <laughs> part of that series as well. Kyle Lowry. Big booty Kyle Lowry. We don't get a big booty off. At least for game one. He's out with his hammy. Uh, Still, uh, you might remember he missed the last couple of games for the Miami series against uh, who they smashed. That's right, the Hawks. Uh, So he's going to sit out. So we've got no Embiid, no Kyle Lowry. One of these things is not like the other. I'm just saying. Uh, But either way, that's about all the news that's fit to print beyond, you know, I don't know, Draymond getting booted, which is pretty funny today. Uh, But we'll talk about all this in a second. So let's get into it. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Suns got fined for uh, not saying that Devin Booker was good to go, but whatever. Who cares? Let's do a weekend uh, game wraps. Let's do it. 
Game Raps, Game Raps, Game Raps, Game Raps, Game Raps, Game Raps, that's right, oh God. Pretty chill weekend for me, Saturday, you've got one game, no game Sunday, hooray, recuperation time, two games this morning, happy days, and uh, get struck down with a cocoa, what a world. Anyway, on Saturday we saw Memphis come from behind and kick the shit out of Minnesota, which was hilarious, 114-106, they win in six, uh, Minnesota up two, 99-97 with four minutes to go. Dylan Brooks fouls out. And uh, from that point on, Memphis scored 15 points <laughs> to seven for Minnesota. Three times now they've blown double-figure leads in the fourth quarter in that series. Absolutely crazy. Two of them at home. Cat uh, just taking that horrible three late. D'Lo just, I don't know, being shit. <laughs> Like he was, right? It was pretty funny. But either way, look, um, the Warriors were waiting. And it was very smart, I think, of the uh, Grizzlies to go, right, that's it. We're going to get past Minnesota right now. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is out there clapping off the fans. Dylan Brooks had a pretty good game in that one, actually. He went 5 or 6 from 3. But uh, look, Ant-Man had 35 and 5. Carl Anthony Towns goes for 18 points on 19 shots. D'Lo, just completely fucking MIA. I'm going to talk about him again later, but juice. 7 points on 7 shots. Thanks for coming. Jenny McDaniels was awesome. He went 5 or 6 from 3 at 24. But the Grizz just had so much more fight and so much more tenacity. Uh, Desmond Breen hit 5 threes. Brooks hit 5 threes. They both had 23 points. Jar was sort of just the... Uh, he didn't shoot great in that one. He was like 0 of 5 from downtown. He ends up 4 of 14. But 17, 8, and 11. And off they go. Uh, good timing for uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. to be uh, not bad. He had 18 and 14 in that one. And they turned around. They win the series. Good on them. Uh, so no series in the first round went seven, which is pretty weird. And this was like those sort of weird series as well, where it's like, oh, well, you've got two young teams. They don't know what they're doing. Maybe it'll go seven. No, the Grizz are just better because the Wolves are shit house. So there you go. Bye, Wolves. And then Monday, today. That's right. We had the uh, start of the second round. We had Millie Walker. It's a gong for the good land. It is today. And they beat Boston. That's right. Dude, do you see that Bucks game, dude? Oh, jeez, kid. Uh, 101-89. Weird game. Really weird game. Tatum and Brown could not hit anything in the first half. Uh, and they sort of got out to a good start. They're, like, flying around everywhere defensively. They looked really good. They're up and about. They're holding the Bucks to like, 12 points for, like, most of this quarter. And then, boom, they give up, like, a 10-zip run out of nowhere. And you turn around, you're like, oh, wait. Hang on. <laughs> Are the Celtics down? And you're like, yeah, they are. It was nuts. They were down three going to the second quarter, and somehow Milwaukee just like ripped off 15 points to like fuck all from Boston. So Smart kept getting hurt. Uh, gets a massive, massive stinger in his right shoulder. He's also got like a thigh contusion. He's got a hammy. It's all going wrong. And the Milwaukee D, led by Drew Holiday, just went, you know what? Let's really fucking burn him. And that's exactly what they did. They kept up their intensity. The Boston defense... It was weird watching this because you could see that what the Bucks were doing is like, well, Giannis, drive, and if you are in a high pick and roll with uh, Giroux, curl around a back screen again, come set another screen for uh, Giroux, and we'll leave Grayson, you know, the best shooter on the floor, just out there by himself. And it felt like time and time again, Boston just fell into this trap of like Giannis slinging a pass, Giroux uh, finding someone underneath. And it was weird watching this Boston defense which has been so dominant for the last four months, just sort of be that little bit slow, that little bit weirdly reactive rather than proactive. 
Especially after how like the first six, seven minutes of the game started where they're just like, we're good, I'll fuck you up. Like forcing turnovers everywhere. And the Bucks just settled down. The D just sort of kicked up a notch and the Bucks got up and just stayed there like the rest of the game. Drew and Wes Matthews were doing a really good job on the perimeter on Tatum and Brown. Brown was just absolutely shocking in this game. Uh, and the worst part, if you're a Celtics fan, was just watching them live and die by the three. And when I say live and die, I mean they just died. They went 10 of 28 in the first half and then just continued dying because they went, oh, well, what we'll do is we'll shoot 22 more of these in the second half. That doesn't seem smart, and it wasn't. So Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, they combined, I think, halfway through the third quarter, they were 7 of 24 combined for 23 points. And this was just playing right into the Bucks' hands, right? Like Grayson Allen, Patty Connaughton, they were playing really well. Brooke Lopez was a fucking beast defensively. And you're like, yeah. They've got Time Lord. They've got Average Old Horford. Horford, it felt like every time he had an open three that would have been like a bit of a uh, momentum changer, it was short. It was a bit weird. Like It's not like he played a bad game, but it's just not quite to that level where they just demolish rated the Nets in the first round. Uh, but I think the biggest key was like the Bucks winning their non-Giannis uh, minutes at the end of the third quarter, right? Like Jevion Carter was out there causing absolute fucking havoc. Full court pickups. I loved him. He's hassling Tatum or Brown, rotating them into the trees. And that was kind of the Bucks' defensive vibe, right? They'd be like, all right, well, as long as our dudes can stay, like, I don't know, halfway in front of them on the perimeter, get them driving into the paint. We've got Bobby Portis, we've got Brooke Lopez, and we've got Giannis. Like, good luck getting a shot off in the paint against that that's going to go in, right? And it was found money. Like, this is the found money difference as well. Like, on offense, Pritchard's threes weren't going in. Portis hit a three early in the uh, fourth. It capped a seven-point run that three. And it was like this big turnaround. Pritchard takes this early three where you're like, what's happening? Portis in transition, nails a corner three. It was a seven-zip run, and you turn around and go, fucking hell, it's a 15-point game. What is going on? And it didn't really get close. Like, the Seas, they started that fourth quarter, and, like, it was just over 5 And you're like, oh, God. Well, they were all threes. They all missed, and it didn't get any better. 18 turnovers for the Celtics. Tatum. Look, the numbers for Brown and Tatum got a little bit better as the uh, game went on, but it also felt like Jalen Brown hit a couple of like garbage-time shots to make like Goosey's fucking stats a little bit. Tatum the same. 21-6-6 six six for uh, Tatum, but every time he drove, there was like a point, I think, at the end of the first half where Tatum was sort of driving. He's like, I've got to score because we need to score. And the Bucks are just like, no, nah, I mean, that's cute. You can try, but guess what? Fuck you. Boom, and he didn't. And I feel like this was pained Tatum face for most of this game. Oh, oh, come on, man. It's like, shut up, you little 19-year-old. Earn your stripes. Ends up 4-9 and nine from downtown. Only three turnovers, but yeesh. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown, seven turnovers. Like, felt like every time he touched the ball, it like just got turned over. Uh, but as mentioned, like 3-9 and nine from downtown in the end. Ends up with 12-9-4, and four, but shot 4-13. Average Al shot 4-11. of 11. All four of his makes were from downtown. He went 4-9 and nine from 3 for 12-10. and 10. Marcus Smart. Look, it was when he was in the game, you could just see the cumulative effect of the eight different injuries. So he had 10 points, six assists, three turnovers, and I reckon about eight injuries in this game. Uh, but the best part was he stepped up. Marcus Smart stepped up in the second round of the playoffs, and he went and shot. He shot 3-11. You love to say it. Thank you, Marcus Smart. Uh, but the big problem was, as I mentioned, the found money game, right? Grant Williams, eight points. Derek White, 
Not much going. He shot two of six. Pritchard shot two of eight. And as a team, they shot 33%. They shot 53s. 50! They took 84 total shots. They went for 53s. And I'll tell you what. Like, if you're hitting a lot of them, cool. But they went 18 of 50. That's 36%. That's exactly what the Bucks shot. But they shot 16 less threes and only made six less. Like, what are we doing here? And it felt like uh, very much like if you were watching the Dallas game the other day against Utah where the fourth quarter just devolved into them going, right, we're just fucking shooting threes. We're going to win or die doing this. And they won uh, despite taking, what, every shot in the fourth quarter apart from two in the paint, uh, that were in the paint. Everything else was from three. The Celtics, though, they just didn't have the sort of backup plan. They didn't get to the line. It was like the same amount of times as the Bucks. The rebounding numbers are a little bit down. But to me, it was just really like the turnovers are the big difference. The defensive intensity of the Bucks and Lopez manning the middle and them just being big. Lopez, Portis, Giannis. And then on the fucking perimeter, you've got Holiday and Wes Matthews. It's like, all right, cool. Let's uh, see an easy drive cutting through like the fucking melting butter defense of the Nets. It's not going to happen against the Bucks. It might happen next game. That's the cool part about like a uh, new series. But goddamn, that was pretty nuts. Uh, the Bucks, meanwhile, Giannis 24, 13, and 12. It was awesome. Uh, four, as I mentioned, turnovers in the first quarter. Ends up with five. Shot to 9 to 25. Drew Holiday, though, I felt like this was the Drew. Right, fuck you, idiots game. 25, 9, and 5. He had three steals, only two turnovers. Shot. 8 of 20, 3 of 5 on triples, and I reckon 2 or 3 of those three threes were just like absolute dead. Look, you've just made a tiny little bit of a run there, Celtics. You want to try to get it under 6 points? That's cool, bro. Boom. 3 in your face. It's back up to like 9. Felt like every time he did that. 15-11 uh, for Bobby Portis. Fighting around the world. Brook Lopez. Hello, Brook Lopez. 6 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. Absolutely demolish her at a time, Lord. And uh, where's Matthews? Look, one of six from three, but the uh, effort on D was just awesome from Wes Matthews. Paddy Connaughton at eight points, went two or four from downtown. Grayson Allen, three of six on threes with three steals. And Jeff Young Carter, what a game. He had seven points to Jeff Young Carter. He played 22 minutes. He was a plus 25, a team high plus 25. Unreal. Tough game if you're a Celtics fan because you're watching this going, hey, isn't this the team I was watching in December? This is the team that needed a players meeting only. Uh, Players only meeting. There you go. Coco brain. Uh, And the Bucs just took advantage of it. Without Middleton, rolled them. One zip. They've stolen home court back. You'll love to see it. Same thing happened in game one of Golden State Memphis, 117-116. What an absolute belter of a game this was. It was such a belter, I had to watch it twice. So the squid and I watching it this morning and uh, hanging out. He's like, Dad, I love the Bears. And I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah, Grizzly Bears are good. You're like, yes, yes, they are. He's like, why are they called the Warriors when they have bridges? And I'm like, that's a very good point. <laughs> Call them the Golden State Bridges and be done with it. Anyway, they started the mitten. Gary Payton II did the uh, Warriors, and that was kind of fun. Gave them a weird look, and Memphis were just, look, they didn't really take a, they didn't miss a beat. What, like, Jars started off like hitting back-to-back threes. I was back for pretty much the rest of the game from there. Like every time Memphis would eke out a bit of a lead, Golden State would eat back into it and then take the lead themselves. Triple J was playing his ass off. I think the weirdest part of the start of this game was like they start off the first 11 shots of this game were triples. It's like, all right, that's kind of neat. You've got Curry and Draymond running pick and rolls. We're going to get some threes out of that. It's kind of nice, but at the same time, like what are we doing here? 
Uh, the big problem for the Grizzlies was that Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain couldn't buy a bucket. Poole was out there kicking ass and taking names. Talk about hard buckets. Jordan Poole. It felt like every time. So talk about the momentum shifting of Jeru Holiday in the first game today. Jordan Poole was that for the Warriors. Like every time, it's like, oh shit, the Grizzlies are getting away a little bit. Jordan Poole's like, don't worry, fellas, I've got this. Career playoff high, 31. Absolutely smashed it. Draymond gets kicked out at the end of the second quarter. I'm going to talk about this again, but I don't know. I don't know if it was a flagrant two, do you? Anyway, uh, down the stretch, awesome game. This was like, if you're going to go back and watch a game, watch it because it was fucking sick this second half. Uh, Jar just like takes over, driving, throwing things in, getting and ones. Curry's answering with threes. Brandon Clark is getting like alley-oop out of bounds. Um after timeout plays. It's just absolutely amazing. But the Warriors go super small, and this was kind of the key thing. They even mentioned on the broadcast where you're like, oh, yeah, good on them. They take out Kevin Looney. They put in the mitten, and somehow they still manage to out-rebound the, uh, the Grizz and beat them to offensive rebounds and, like, loose balls. Like, it felt like on probably three of their last four or five possessions, the Warriors had at least two or three bites of the cherry. Um, and it was weird. Like, they just... They were doing these weird little back cuts and the Grizzlies just, it was a little bit of their inexperience, you feel like, of like in the scramble transition vibe. Like the Warriors just click into a different gear. They're like, we've been here, we've got this. And suddenly you've got dudes cutting behind everybody for easy buckets that are tying up the game. Clay hits that massive three towards the end to get the lead back up uh, to one. Steph then blocks Jar, which is probably, probably the key. Uh, play of the game, right? So he kind of gets it with the right hand, but then slaps it away with the left. He had five fouls after a pretty uh, interesting sort of driving block or charge. Block or charge call for Steph earlier on against Dylan Brooks. But anyway, Steph ends up with five. Jar was like driving into four Warriors. They're like, fuck you, Jar. We're not going to let you get this one. And he, the combination of Gary Payton and Steph uh, Curry, slap it away. Clay there misses two free throws. They lose the jump ball after that uh, with, what, four seconds left? Grizzlies, just an amazing play. Just clear out. Jar just gets ahead of steam, going towards the bucket. Clay, after missing those two free throws, though, you could just see him after this play. He was so fucking psyched because he just pushed Jar enough away from his spot off to the left to make sure that the game-winning layup, you know, attempt just went a little bit too hard off the glass. And it was interesting to see Gary Payton, I think, slap the uh, backboard. Maybe some uh, physics nerds should be like, well, you see, if he slapped it at the same time, it caused the ricochet effect. Um, but Clay, just moving him off his spot after uh, a couple of uh, weird defensive lapses, I think, from Clay. You know, dude has barely played the last three years. So you get that, but that last sort of uh, reclamation project play at the end for him was pretty massive, and Jar just misses it. To be honest, I thought it was going in. You're like watching this going, oh, Jar's going to do it again, bruz. It just went a little bit too hard because Clay pushed him off his spot. So there you go. Uh, the Grizz end up 16-40 from downtown. Triple J is 33-10. and 10. He was absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm going to talk about this again in a second in the weekend winners and losers. He goes 6 of 9. Nice from 3. But this feels like a great fucking matchup for him in this series. Like as much of a good matchup as last series was a bad matchup for Triple J. Jar ends up with 34-9-10. and 10. It was weird because it didn't really feel like he was dominating this game, but... Down the stretch when he's like, all right, fuckers, let's go. Uh, it was just exhilarating. He's amazing. 4 of 11 from downtown. Dylan Brooks, though, 8 points on 3 of 13 shooting. Desmond Breen, 3 of 10 shooting. Just brutal. It's nice to see DeAnthony Melton after a rough uh, first round. He had 14 and 7. He played his ass off. 3 steals, 3 of 6 from 3. Brandon Clark, though. Brandon bloody Clark. 
I don't want to scream too much because I've got the cocoa. i got a bit of a headache. But, uh, fucking hell. What a dude Brandon Clark is. His heart and soul is in that game all the time, and I love him. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 4 or 6 shooting. He did so much. Back taps, uh, just contesting the boards. And it's like one of those things where you're like watching down the stretch going, oh, God, his hustle. He was just getting out-hustled, though. It was just too much. Slow-mo, Tyce Jones and uh, Conjar didn't have quite the impact, but they were still handy, even though they didn't really impact the scoreboard. But still, the Warriors, Jordan Poole, 31. Incredible game. 12 at 20 shooting, 5 at 10 from 3. Steph Curry, 24 and 4. 5 at 12 from downtown. He had a couple of late where you're like, that's in. Oh, shit. How'd that not go in? And even Curry's like, how the fuck did that not go in? That was in. Uh, Clay shot 6 and 19. He had a really slow first half. Got a little bit better in the second half. 15 points. It was a weird Clay game. Uh, but you get it on the big jobs. The dude fucking blew an Achilles. Did a knee. That's all settled down. Wigo at 17 and 8. Draymond had a really good first half and then got booted. Uh, it was like 6 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and a block in 17 minutes. He was doing a little bit of everything. And then sort of got booted. I'm just saying. Uh, I'll tell you who was fun. Come bucket. Johnny Kaminga. 6.6 rebounds in 15 minutes. He was really good. Looney played his ass off 8-6. and six. Uh, Otto. I feel like there's a lot of hustle from Otto Porter. 2.8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. There you go. That's a bit hustle stats, man. Hustle stats. And away they go. They get the win. There were some really good minutes by Kaminga, though. I felt like, holy shit. I didn't really feel like Kaminga coming into this, se- like this season would be playing actual proper important minutes for this Warriors team in the second round of the playoffs. But here we are. <laughs> What happens when Draymond Green gets booted? Either way, Warriors go up one zip, and they take that steal back home court. So, with all that in mind, let's do a bit of weekend winners and losers. Oh my god, I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Cam Brockman. Yeah, me. There you go. Oh, yes. Ah, winners for the Bucks. That was a statement. That was such a fucking we're the defending champs. Fuck you guys. Kind of statement from the Bucks today, and I loved it. Drew Holiday just looking at Marcus Smart, going defensive player of the year, motherfucker. What? Look at me. I'm Drew Holiday. I've been the best defensive guard in this fucking league for the last five years. Blow it out your ass. Big statement. Loved it. Big win. Take back home court. We'll talk about that again in a second. But big win. Big big statement win. Brooke Lopez. What a surprisingly great mic'd up. So they do that, uh, oh, we'll mic up a player and we'll cut out all the interesting shit for the most part. But uh, Brooke Lopez was fun. Put that on the tape. Put that on the tape. And uh, Triple J, what a series for him. He's uh, a weekend winner because he's like looking at this matchup against the Warriors going, yes, awesome. Last series sucked. Uh, the Warriors, a big weekend winners. Draymond getting booted, still winning. Game one of a road playoff game. Like, that's huge. Looking imposing as hell and still with Draymond getting booted. You're out there quieting that insane Memphis crowd. Good job, Warriors. And the dad vibes. Weekend winners. I mean, it's a bit of a rough one for me. I mean, ISO won't be able to hang out with the squid that much this week, obviously. Don't want to give him the cocoa. Uh, so it was nice to see, what, T. Morant. So he beat Carl Towns Sr. Last, uh, last round. Pretty good. He's hanging out with Usher. And now he uh, goes into the second round. He's going up against Del Curry. So Team Morant, Del Curry, who you got? I love it. I also love that Team Morant is like such a fucking attention hog. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just as cool as my son. Everyone's like, dude, what? John Morant's fucking rad. Fuck off, Dad. <laughs> but that's some great dad vibes. Anyway, what about weekend losers? 
We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. Loser. 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 D'Angelo Russell's trade value. That's a loser. Uh, please. Say the Wolves, take our showboating point guard who doesn't make anyone better, doesn't play defense, has never shown up in a big moment. Everyone's like, nah, we're good. <laughs> You're stuck with him. He got benched in game six. He was that fucking bad. Unbelievable. Not really, though. So if you've listened to this show on the reg, you know that I watched a lot of D'Angelo Russell when he was on the Nets, had my Nets season tickets. We'd watch a lot of D'Lo. D'Lo seems exactly like the dude. We like, I fucking love hanging out with him. He knows all the best places to go. He knows all the doormen. He knows the best clubs to get into. He's got like a great hookup with uh, rides and getting us there. It's awesome. And then something actually, you know, weird happens and he's fucking nowhere to be seen. <laughs> That's what D'Lo is. Good hang. Can't trust D'Lo. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, look, tough one. Tough one for Cat. And one of those ones where you look at and you look at the young talent in the NBA, and you've got Carl Anthony Towns like, "Hello, so like, can I make an All NBA team?" It's like, I don't know, can you? Can you be good for a fucking playoff series? I'm just asking. Ah, uh, the Celtics' defense's air of invincibility is a weekend loser. It turns out like when Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown can't hit a shot, and your defense doesn't give you any easy fast break chances, uh, yeah, you can get beat. Your defense doesn't look quite as good. Uh, the Sixers, obviously, weekend losers. Seriously, Doc, you're up four minutes. Uh, we got four minutes left. You're up 29. Oh, I better leave Joel Embiid in there. He's going to love this bang. Oh, fuck. He got elbowed in the head. Bang, you lose your big man. Probably lose the second round. Any chance you got in the second round. Weekend losers. I love Jason Kidd. He's growing on me. Thought he was an all right coach, forced into a weird sort of situation in Brooklyn when uh, Brook Lopez hurt his foot. They sort of lucked into this small ball KG Paul Pierce lineup. And uh, J-Kid then tried to take over the fucking franchise because he's a psycho. And then got booted in Milwaukee because he's like, oh, I'm going to play Giannis a bit fucky and a bit weird. I don't know if he's any good man. Anyway, goes to LA, gets a uh, nice sort of, you know, gets a ring. Another one to go to his Dallas one. Ends up in Dallas and then said on the weekend, our game plan against Utah isn't going to work against the Suns. They can hurt you in the paint with JaVale McGee and DeAndre Ayton. This isn't Gobert or Whiteside. These guys can put the ball in the basket. Oh, the Utah Jazz. JaVale McGee just got better billing than Rudy Gobert's. This stuff will tower. Love it. Uh, Marcus Smart and the Boston Ball Handlers, their weekend losers. I really enjoyed this aspect of the game. Uh, the Bucks just keyed in on going, right, let's fuck him up. Who's handling the ball? Derek White? Cool, let's fuck him up. Marcus Smart's got it? Let's fuck him up. We'll just throw bodies at him. See what happened. They forced so many rad pressure defensive turnovers. The Bucks and uh, yeah, the Celtics are like ah oh, shit. But I thought Marcus Smart was the best point guard of the NBA. <laughs> and then A Rod, a continual loser. Alex Rodriguez, uh, the first team to blow three double-digit fourth-quarter leads in the playoffs. This is A Rod, uh, always known for never coming up clutch until what they won the 2009 World Series. I think with A Rod. But anyway, uh, love it. So he buys the Wolves, and then they go and shit the bed like that. Pretty epic. Pretty losery. All right, NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Weekend. Whoa, where's that button? Press the button, Jimmy. Press that button. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. 
It was Giannis, 24, 13, and 12, and a road win, game one, over Boston. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Boston, you know what? They just smashed the Knicks. They could smash the Bucks as well. They don't have Middleton. Giannis is like, motherfucker, I just won the title. I dropped 50 in game six. That was pretty epic. He and Giroud, I just love the fucking hat and the, uh, the heart of a champion kind of vibes about them. So that was awesome. Uh, Steph, Poole, just a good combo there for Golden State. Uh, but still, Giannis and uh, Drew. Easily the NBA Australia approved performances of the weekend. Spud of the weekend. Spud, 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 of the night. Spud, 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 it's like, oh, I'm going to show my leadership and be awesome. And, uh, oh, seven points. 27 minutes, seven points on seven shots, four assists, four turnovers. D-Lo, what are you doing, mate? Uh, Tatum and Brown, I've mentioned those already. Peyton Pritchard, that was a bit of a rough one. The two shots that he missed in the fourth quarter, you're like, oh, yeah, Boston not going to win this. Especially as at the other end, the Bucks are just making everything. Uh, but it's obviously going to go to Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, and D-Lo. It's a lot of Ds. Uh, three of 13 for Brooks, three of 10 for Bain, and th- what was it? For Russell, I mean, 3-7, 1-3 from downtown. Horrible game. Anyway, so there you go. Lots of spuds everywhere. Love it. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Jack Jack Harlow. Uh, You might know him from music. Uh, Scott Foster and Ed Malloy. Your refs in that Boston-Milwaukee game. They're showing Jack Harlow on the big screen. And Scott Foster, who the fuck is... Jack Harlow. Ed Muller's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then Jack Harlow decided to fuck with the camera lady's uh, camera like a fucking arsehole. What a wanker. Uh, Draymond. Oh, mate, no mates as well. Look, I'll always hate refs taking a player out of a playoff game. Always. But <laughs> if it's going to be anybody, it's fucking old mate, no mates, Draymond. Because uh, you know the refs are going to be looking at this going, I mean, it could be a flagrant one, but then also, if we call it a flagrant two, we don't have to fucking listen to his bitching and moaning the entire game. It's a flagrant two, Draymond, you're out of here. <laughs> See ya. That's what happens. It's the boy who cried wolf, and then suddenly they get a chance to fuck you up, and they did. Pantsing of the weekend. Very fat, 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 very, very fat, fat. Had a couple of good pantsings. Gary Payton the second, the mitten. Absolutely baptized at Brunbane. Uh, Jalen Brown climbed Giannis pretty early on for a massive putback. That was sick. Put it on his head. Uh, Giannis threw it to himself off the backboard and dunked it against the uh, Celtics. That was sick. And Brooke Lopez blocked the shit out of uh, Time Lord. Robert Williams at the rim. We're like, Time Lord's the one usually doing that. Brooke Lopez is like, I got you. Time Lord's like, what the fuck, man? Uh, finally, oh no, two more. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Here comes the Jordan Poole love, 31-8-9. What a game. On the road, coming off the bench, goes for 12-20 shooting, 5-10 from downtown. As I said, was just a fucking roadblock. Every time the Grizzlies threatened, Jordan Poole went, yeah, not on my watch. And I also just love the simple aspect of Jordan Poole being such a good dude and that Warriors locker room being so chill with, like, Poole getting good. Like, there's no sort of jealousy or egos or anything sort of about it. They're just like, hey, 
This dude can get buckets. He's rad. He's one of us. They love him. So Jordan Poole today, what a game. 31-8-9, 12-20-shooting, 5-10 from downtown. He was better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week! And uh, Draymond, carrying on like a pork chop after the flagrant. So yes, we get it. It was a bad call. Also, I love that he ran basically straight to YouTube. He's like, I'm going to do a podcast about how it was a bad call. I should have been thrown out. Like, all right, Draymond. <laughs> but the running around, just fucking skipping, acting like a dipshit. Ugh. That was a bit of a, uh, a bit much. It's like, all right. Can, like, do you think the refs are not going to throw you out next time after you do some dumb shit like that? <laughs> Seriously, man. Dickhead of the weekend. Right, let's do some quick yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yenars. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. That's right. Help me get through this cocoa. Go buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt. I think we're all out of stubby holders. Anyway, I'll have a look. Uh, either way, go check it out, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Uh, they're all sharing, you know, not this room with me. They're all actually ISO'd off themselves, so they'll be cocoa free if you order one. So get around it, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or click on the links on the socials. Right, some yenars. That a really good one uh, from... Our man Dan Drosher, who actually got my tickets for tonight's uh, United Church Choppers game. Because <laughs> he did win the uh, NBA Australia raffle last year and never cashed in his NBL tickets prize. And I'm like, well, shit. Here's a good chance. Off you go. Um, I hope it's a good game tonight. How much booze do you reckon you can drink while you're uh, cocoing it? Is it a lot? i got to feel like it's a lot. <laughs> We're going to find out. Either way, he sent in another one as well. He's like, hey, Jimmy, yeah, nah, pool is max next contract. If Wiggins is... Surely you have to pony up for Pool. Yeah, nah. Oh. Nah. Like, as good as Pool is, like, you never see the pop-off dude uh, from that tier of player, right? And as much as I love him, and it's very clearly a lot. It's a lot. Uh, the Jordan Pools of the world, a.k.a. like the 28th pick. I mean, unless you're DeJunte Murray and you're, like, probably the most important player on your team, then it's just a bit tough to uh, actually get... You know, the max, max, max. The same thing goes for Joker, right? Uh, I feel like Poole, he does get the... Uh, he gets the Triple J, the Jaron Jackson Jr., the Michael Bridges extension, right? The 90 mil for four years or five years, 100 mil, etc. Where you make a fuck ton of money, but you get them in a bit cheap because they're still young, still a little bit unproven, and you've got their rights. So uh, the crazy part is, like, it's just the amount of money that the Warriors will be paying... This team is absolutely astronomical, and I love it. Seriously, the Warriors, like, actual salary, like, between Curry and uh, the, and obviously Clay, Draymond. I mean, if they're adding pool, they've got Wigo. Like, what are we going to do here? It's pretty crazy. I love it. Because they're light years ahead, right? So they're light years ahead in spending Joe Lacob's money as well. <laughs> Seriously, I think they're already, like, basically over the cap like next year and shit, so yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Pretty funny too. Right, next one. Uh, 
But yeah, I think Paul, they'll pay him because they kind of have to. And I hope that Wiseman sort of actually develops and Moses Moody can eventually sort of maybe replace what Clay or Steph does and maybe they can move Paul for something else. But yeah, at the moment, they'll have to pay him. Uh, can Memphis turn this around after game one? Yeah, nah, yeah. I thought they proved really, really nicely that after that weird fucky Minnesota series where you're like, hang on a second, are Minnesota any good or not? And they're pushing Memphis right to the brunt. No, Memphis have got him. Okay, cool. And then Memphis came out today just so fucking stoked. Jar was really good. They proved they can hang. If they shoot a little bit better, they probably win this game, right? Like, maybe chill on the turnovers. Maybe just tighten up their defense. They would have won that one. So I think they can easily, uh, you know, bounce back and win game two. The biggest thing is actually whether or not they can actually win in Golden State. But Memphis are hype. They're awesome. They're great. I also feel like uh, they have a chance. They also have a chance of just, you know, going out and fight, which is pretty crazy. I don't know. I love Memphis, but I'll speak about that in a second. Uh, same goes for the Celtics, right? Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, losing game one at home sucks, but the Celtics can fight back in this series. Like, you just saw Tatum and Brown have, like, one of the worst games they've played in literally months at the same time. Marcus Smart's all hobbled. We've also seen Milwaukee just lose a game at home to fucking Chicago. So, uh, look, they'll eventually have to make them pay for not having Middleton. And I think, yeah, the Celtics can easily get back into that series. So, I think it'll be right. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, here's a question. How many cores right now for the next five years would you prefer to have over Memphis? Seriously, there's dudes who fucking love each other. You've got a superstar. You've got great vibes. Like maybe Boston, maybe the Bucks, who are locked in for, you know, probably in a four or five year run. The Suns, even though they got an old-ass Chris Paul. Uh, definitely not the Lakers. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're, like, rooting for a team, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm barracking from Memphis. Fuck, I love them. It's like, who's probably going to give you more joy for the next five years in Memphis? No one, right? Just saying. Finally, our back take house. It's Monday, and our back, and guess what? We're fucking shut, because Jimmy got Coco. He's not allowed to cook, so... That roo that he ran over on the way back is uh, just going to have to sit in his backyard. Probably go over a spit. He'll have an Outback Takehouse at home, only <laughs> at Outback. And today's Flavor Grill Take is... Without Joel Embiid, who has never won anything meaningful, the Philadelphia 76ers will lean on James Harden and turn into a supercharged version of the Houston Rockets and win both games one and two in Miami. Only at Outback. Ah, uh, that is a flame grill take. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know about that one. All right. Uh, some other stuff right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Clap it up. There you go. Uh, this is a really quick one. Memphis Golden State, though. And you know that I love, love, love fucking yelling about how much young talent there is in the NBA and how it's definitely on par, if not better, than, you know me growing up with it in the early to mid-90s. You've just got duos everywhere. You've got awesome young players. You've got dudes who are legit established superstars. You've still got some old heads floating around. 
And I love that today, Golden State Memphis gave us the first time in NBA history in the playoffs that 22-year or younger players, three of them dropped 30-plus points in the same game. That is chaos. Triple J, Ja, and Jordan Poole. Apparently, everybody's name has to start with J, though. That's just, that's the rule. Like me, Jimmy, who could also very easily have dropped 30 in an NBA game when he was scoring 20. No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but either way, I love it, and that's excellence. Good on them. The young dudes, 22 years or younger, dropping 30-plus. Three of them in the one game. You'd love to see it. All right, Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Really quick one. I'm just going to look at Jingles' uh, tweets because he's going off. I reckon Jingles is going to be bored with the old uh, rehab. So he's having a bit of a go on the old tweet vibes. Um, so at the moment, he's out there. Uh, someone, CL Vegas, said, you are not done. Jingles replied and retweeted saying, I'm definitely not done. Plenty left in the tank. So excited about next season. Love it. And uh, enjoyed this one. Uh, David Locke tweeted out, Golden State Warriors post-game presses have been very interesting to hear them all talk about being out of the playoffs and how much it fuels them and how much they miss playing in these moments and how they cherish it now. Jingles retweeted that and said pretty much similar, right? I feel this 100% after not being able to play this one postseason. It sucks. Watching. I love it. Let's go. I also love there's a bunch of ones about how uh, the twins hate listening to him sing. So, <laughs> sucked in, Jingles. All right. Let's do some picks. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How are you feeling? Uh, I felt better. I mean, I'm not too bad. I just really wish I'd uh, gone and gotten some uh, Panadol before I <laughs> sat down to record. Anyway, tomorrow we've got game one of Philly, Miami, and Dallas, Phoenix. The other two games of the second round. Two series, rather. Uh, we've got Miami favored by seven and a half at home against the Sixers without Joel Embiid. Remember, the Heat will not have Big Booty Cole Larry either. I'm going to take the Sixers plus seven and a half. I think it's one of those weird ones where you go, yep, we don't have Embiid, but we're going to make it close and the Heat will win it, but we're going to cover and lose by like four or six. And everyone will be like, oh, shit, Embiid might make a big difference when he comes back. It's like, yeah, no shit, he's awesome. Uh, and Dallas Phoenix. The Mavericks are five-and-a-half-point underdogs in Phoenix. I'm taking the Suns in Game 1, minus five-and-a-half, because I think uh, they can pretty handily win this series. I think Phoenix-Dallas, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be slogged out maybe, or it could be really quick. I think we land somewhere in the middle, and Dallas fight all the way to like six and end up losing. So pretty cool, pretty weird. And then Wednesday's game, just in case I'm not up to go for uh, tomorrow, we can wrap up all four of these uh, games. Uh, so game two, Bucks Celtics. Celtics are four and a half point favorites in game two. I'm going to take that. I don't see the Bucks winning both games in Boston. I think Boston makes some adjustments. They don't have horrible games out of Tatum and Brown, and they uh, win that one pretty handily. The Bucks will make it close, but I think they just cover the four and a half. So give me the Celtics, and then Warriors Grizzlies again. Two and a half point favorites of the Warriors on the road against the Grizzlies. I think I might even have to take the Warriors. I don't want to. I love the Grizzlies. I just yelled about how much I love the Grizzlies and how they can get back into this series. I think the Warriors, though, just... Oof. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to have to go to the Grizzlies because, I mean, with their shooting being so bad today, I'm going to have to go with the home team to uh, balance it back out. So, uh, with the picks on the weekend, we went 3-3 three three, uh, because we didn't have um, game one of uh, Memphis Golden State, but the line was, I think, 2.5. Plus two and a half for the Grizzlies, and that's what I had. So that was actually a win. So we're three of three on the weekend. Good stuff. 
Uh, so we're 24 of 47 for the playoffs so far, which is pretty cool. So we'll see how we go. Uh, in the second round, I've got Philly. Look, before the Embiid news, I was like, all right, Philly in six, but now I'm going to have Miami in six. Uh, Bucks in seven for Milwaukee at Boston. Uh, Phoenix, Dallas, I got Phoenix in five, actually. And then Golden State in six in Memphis, Golden State. Uh, I think we went four of eight in the first round on the uh, series picks of the actual specific numbers as well, right? Which is pretty good. Milwaukee 4-1, Philly 4-2, Memphis 4-2, and uh, Golden State Denver 4-2. So, all right. Nailed it. And I think we did pretty good on the uh, actual uh, minus one and a half of the series too. So, anyway, good stuff. Uh, There you go. There's four games all previewed for you. I think Philly cover, but end up losing game one. I think we get a vintage Harden performance. Maxi goes off as well. The Heat don't know what's happening, but they managed to just pull it out. Mavericks Suns is going to be awesome. We're going to see Luca up against like some actual defenders, and I think the Suns will win that pretty handily. Memphis, are, uh, you got to remember, Phoenix are good. Utah are definitely not, especially on date. And then Boston to bounce back against the Bucks in Game Two, and the Grizzlies to beat the Warriors in Game Two as well. So we'll see what happens because uh, we might be back tomorrow. We'll see how we go. Let's see how I'm feeling. It's uh, not too bad. Could use some sleep. <laughs> So I'm going to go rest up. All right, so that's it for today. Uh, we'll be back either tomorrow or Wednesday. Keep your eyes out. I'm going to fight through this. Should be right. Uh, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IGs. You know that. NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Uh, we were going to do an NFL Australia wrap for the uh, draft, winners and losers. But with me getting the cocoa, just being a bit wiperated by it, that's probably not going to happen this week, but it'll be next week. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Go check that out on YouTube or FWCIE on Twitter and NBAstraya.com slash shop. As I said, go get your merch, get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. Help out a black bloke with a cocoa. Uh, and Knowable. Download that from the App Store. Bang in the code Australia. Get 20% off. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song and also to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, Green, Green and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. However you follow your bands, listen to your tunes, do it. NBA Australia Support Australian Band, so should you. All right, no skit at the end of today because, uh, yeah, I'm just fucking cooked. The fact that I made it to the end, I'm pretty proud of myself. So, <laughs> all right, we might catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. We'll see how we go. But either way, tomorrow or Wednesday, I'll let you uh, let you know. All right, it's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? I'm going to go have a lay down. Later, Horizon. Yeah.